What is going on, everybody? This is the eye test. We are here for episode 12, and we are doing a special edition of King of the Roster. I am John Kirchner. I'm here with my friends Paul Orlando and our host, Bobby Amendola. Bob, what do we have going on? Well, John, like you said, we've been talking about it for a little bit. It is going to be a full episode of our King of the Roster segments. Instead of doing one position, we're doing every single relevant position. No tight end because we don't care about tight ends. So, honestly, do you guys have anything to talk about with your fantasy teams? Because I don't. I just want to get into this because I'm hyped. I have one thing to say. I made a trade today. Oh, you did. Pending commissioner review. Yeah, hasn't been pushed through by our Nazi Germany commish. But yes, the trade that I made today was Justin Fields and Marquez Valdez-Scantling. That's who I was giving up. And I got Joshua Palmer and Curtis Samuel in return. Honestly, a solid deal for... When I looked at it, I was like, solid deal for you? just in terms of wide receiver depth, and especially if Keenan Allen doesn't come back, which who knows if he will at this point. Josh Palmer's the wide receiver one until Mike Williams comes back. And Curtis Samuel's been pretty solid all year. Gave up Justin Fields, but you obviously have Tua as well. I wasn't really – Masano doesn't really have a good team, so I'm not sure why he even wanted to make a trade. He's not making the playoffs. So, Dude, you got to go for those bottom feeder teams. I guess he feels like his quarterback slot is is all he's missing. And, I mean, I sold Justin Fields at the most perfect time. I was just going to say that. Points. Perfect timing. Sell high. See, that's it. Buy low, I, sell high. That's the name of the game. I like Justin Fields moving forward. I think he's an excellent keeper. And the Bears are only going to get better. I think his rushing upside is legit. So I would have preferred to be on the Justin Fields receiving end of that trade, John. But looking at your team now, it ain't bad for anybody. Here's the thing. I'm never going to start Justin Fields, and I'm never going to start. Uh, you want to start Justin Fields over Tua right now? And no. No, we're not going to get into this too much. But no, I'm starting, I'm starting Tua, dude. The Bears can you flop. you seen his numbers recently? Yes, dude. I have him. But it's He's just, gone over 23 points three weeks in a row. Dude, I know, but like the Bears can flop at any given time. And if you have a quarterback that gets single-digit points, you're most likely always going to lose your week. So Justin I know Fields. two is going to get me 15 or more points every single week, knock on wood. And obviously the Dolphins are much more potent and have much better wide receivers where they're going to perform. So I yeah, just two has been Tua has been playing really well the last couple weeks as well. So here's the thing, like I still have Deontay Johnson as my flex and I haven't seen him play with no Chase Claypool, but they play at in different parts of the field. Chase Claypool's more in the middle, but I, so I don't know if it's going to get Deontay Johnson more targets because he still gets like double digit targets and he just doesn't do anything with the ball. So I'm looking for wide receivers that could potentially fill in for flex. Joshua Palmer, I would probably start over Curtis Samuel, honestly, this week at least. At this, but, yeah, yeah, I think moving forward, as long as Keenan and Mike Williams are out, like Josh Palmer is pretty much a must start. I would, in my opinion, close. So. But yeah, yeah, definitely, I'm not a hundred percent sold on Justin Fields yet. But in redraft leagues, in dynasty, I'm sold on Justin Fields. I yeah, would say that's, that. that's fine. But yeah, rest of the season in redraft leagues, definitely not sold on him being this consistent 23 point score for the rest of the year. But he also has an easy schedule coming up, but we'll see. So since week five, 17, 18, 23, 26, 44. Oh, 
I don't know. I like Justin Fields, but I've always liked him. Over Tua, though? I don't know. But let's move on. We are going to start with the running backs for the king of the rosters. Paul, would you like to explain everyone king of the roster? I know probably a lot of people already know what it is, but probably have some new listeners as well. Would you like to explain it for everyone? Yeah, absolutely. So king of the rosters is fun thing that we do where we take around the top 24, top 25 running backs, wide receivers, we go high position, and it's pretty much king of the hill as a kid. So we're going to start at that 24, 25 range. I'm going to name two players, and I'm going to pass it along to Bobby or John, and I'm going to have them pick who they think is going to have the better week fantasy-wise. And then whoever they decide, that person stays as the king of the roster, and then John or Bobby will nominate another player, and we have to decide which player will have the better week, and so on and so forth until we get to who we think is going to have the best fantasy week per position. Again, this is per week. This is not throughout the rest of the season. This is just for week 10, just for week 10. So with that being said, did you guys want me to kick it off or did one of you guys want to? Yeah, start it off actually. All right. So this is kind of a dud. This is a dookie one, although it couldn't be. It couldn't be. One, One guy's a high upside. One guy is just pray to God he scores a touchdown. And that is Tony Pollard. In Green Bay, okay. Or Clyde Edwards Hilaire at home against Jacksonville. Oh, I'll take it. And did we get an update on Zeke yet? I know he didn't practice on Monday. Zeke's did expected to play on Week Ten. That's the latest update. Oh, so Zeke unsure about playing this week. He did take some reps in team drills Wednesday, but he was limited in practice. He said he'll need more reps to know if uh, he can officially go Sunday. Yeah, so, um, actually, it pretty much goes without saying. If Zeke doesn't play, anyone should take Tony Pollard over Clyde Edwards. That's an easy one. But if even if Zeke does play, I'm still taking Tony Pollard over Clyde edwards alaire Clyde edwards alaire has fallen off since his hot start. He was very touchdown dependent in that hot start, so we knew there would be that regression at some point, and we've definitely seen that recently. Tony Pollard just passes the eye test for me, and he just looks like the better back, so Tony Pollard, easy for me. Yeah, I think it's absolutely foolish that Dallas just doesn't give him the ball more. I mean, like, Zeke's dead cap at this point anyway. Just give your best running back the ball. Yeah. Ooh, okay. This will be a good one, John. So, are you taking Tony Pollard against the Packers or Jamal Williams against the Bears? DeAndre Swift limited in practice Wednesday as well. I know, dude. Like, what is good with him? Um, You got two running backs here that could potentially split carries. Here's the thing. If Zeke plays, then that's an actual split. If Swift plays, Jamal Williams is still going to get all the freaking snaps. So I'm going to take Jamal Williams here because I could be mistaken here. Correct me if I'm wrong. But the Green Bay Packers rushing defense is a lot better than the Bears. I just Um, think their defense overall is definitely better. And Jamal Williams also, even if Swift is playing, they give Jamal Williams the ball in the red zone. So Jamal Williams at least has the touchdown edge there, although we've seen Tony Pollard's big playability. So this is tough, but I'm going to go with Jamal Williams here. 
All yeah. right, Jamal Williams is the king of the roster right now. I'll give you this one, Paul. We'll stick with the old running backs here. Jamal Williams or Cordero Patterson against the Panthers. So this Thursday, one is Thursday actually night. Thursday night. Oh, dude, Thursday night's bust mm. my ass. You know, I had a theory. I think we started to shit on Thursday night and like primetime football because it was always the freaking Broncos playing. I think when the Broncos aren't playing and the Colts, like, yeah, it's like football, actual football, NFL football. Kinda good. Yeah, right. <laughs> Football's kind of good. So I'm slowly starting to get pushed over the edge that Thursday night football can have some promise. And I love watching two bad teams play. Like the and the Falcons, record wise, they're not bad per se, but I do think that they're bad on paper. And watching two bad teams play each other is low key fun. It's kind of watching the Special Olympics. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. yeah! Like you're just like you're just like, oh, good. That was oh, a good rush. God, I can't we, believe you said that. We you get canceled that. every episode yeah. for something. You just compared an Olympics. NFL game to the Special Olympics. It's the Panthers and the Falcons, so I'm pretty close. <laughs> Who did you? Who are you taking, Paul? This is actually pretty easy for me. I'm going to take Cordero Patterson for the simple fact that Marcus Mariota. I think I can throw a better football than him, and the Falcons are just the most run-heavy team, more run-heavy than the Ravens at this point. They literally give three of their backs like ten plus touches a game, and Cordero Patterson in his limited. I mean, you want to call thirteen carries and a catch limited. He got you 18 points last week. He got you over 18 points. So I think that against the Panthers' dreaded defense that are in complete rebuild mode and they have sold everybody. Actually, no, they didn't get rid of Brian Burns, did they? They still have him. First-round pick for him, I'm pretty sure. Or multiple, something like that. Yeah, so he's good, but there's also 10 other guys on defense, too, that suck, that aren't him. So uh, this is pretty easy for me, strictly volume alone. Good matchup. Falcons run the ball a shit ton. Like, it's Cordell Patterson, no doubt. And also, don't forget, the Panthers last week got absolutely shredded and gave up that historic game to Joe Mixon. So, facts. My my lord and savior. All right, so here we hit hit a running back dead zone here, Bob. Yeah, we do. Flirting with just... What do you mean? We're getting closer to one. How are we in a dead zone? these These are all the girls at the high school dance that, like, in the corner, and you're like, do I ask them to dance? Will my buddies make fun of me if I ask them to dance? Dude, the four, like, four players above <laughs> above Cordero Patterson are all those types of players right now. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. Wow. Uh, you had Bob. So what we're going to do is I'm going to skip a couple tiers here because these guys are dog shit. I'm going to actually give you a decent one. Cordero Patterson or Leonard Fournette? Ooh, Ooh against the Seahawks. Against the Hawks. Wow. Sunday morning yeah. football is that in London? Oh, it's in Germany. Is it this the one in Germany? Good catch, dude. We're playing in Germany now. Yeah, wow. Bobby's it- hometown. <laughs> I'm not. Well, you're the commish. <laughs> yeah, supreme chancellor. All commishes are from Nazi Germany. <laughs> <laughs> All hail supreme chancellor Bobby. I run that league like Hitler. You're right. As I should. It is in... So we can talk um, about Hitler, but we can't talk about the Special Olympics. Totally. <laughs> Noted. Oh, man. Yeah. It, we're never is getting in, game is in, This game is in Germany. But honestly, I don't think that's even... That doesn't even really factor into my decision. I think Cordell Patterson is the easy one here. 
Like I said, the matchup is the Panthers got shredded last week by Joe Mixon. And Leonard Fournette has been anything spectacular this year, honestly, besides for a couple big games in the middle of the season, weeks five and six, he had really big games. He's been consistent, but I think Cordell Patterson has way more upside. And the Bucks' offense just looks lost at this point. And obviously playing in Germany is probably not going to help that. Yeah. Leonard Fournette's only been an RB1 three times this year, and one of those three times he was the RB12, so he was borderline. RB2. I think Rashad White actually might have out-touched Lenny last Dude, week. He's starting to feed into the snaps, for That's sure. That's my keeper, baby. The last three weeks, Leonard Fournette has had an average of nine snaps. Paul, are you really going to get Rashad White? Dude, he's off waivers, so... so you're going to keep barely plays? We'll see how the rest of the year goes. It but... also depends who the latest keeper is. And then if in the offseason, yeah. they cut Lenny to save... If they cut Lenny to save cap space... You best believe I'm keeping Rashad White just off of the upside alone. But that's here nor there. That'd be a great offseason topic. Do a little keepers episode, a little keepies episode. Yeah. The Bucks are going to be interesting in the offseason because assuming Tom Brady retires, if he does, I guess. Now he got divorced. He's playing for another five years. Who the fuck is yeah, he going to? Tom Brady's so back, dude. He's going to have a monster. I can't Und- wait for the quarterback, king of the roster. I'm just going to go, Tom Brady, Tom, Tom Brady. Brady, Tom Brady. <laughs> Tom Brady's undefeated since his divorce. And who did they beat last week? Giselle's lawyer. They came back against the Rams last second. Oh, yeah. The Rams are dog shit. I'm not putting any stuff. Hey, their defense is not to be joked with. It's not. It's definitely not what it was last year, though. It's it's really sad, honestly, how bad they are as a team. Dude, nothing this year is like last year at all, except for the fact that the Lions still suck. <laughs> yeah, true. But our fantasy relevant. Let's see. So now that would – that Cordell Patterson on a little run here. I'm going to – I know who you're going to go with here, John, but I want to bring up this matchup just so we could talk about this other running back a little bit. Cordero Patterson, our current king of the hill, or Jonathan Taylor? Ooh, didn't think you were going to say that. So Cordell Patterson versus Jonathan Taylor. And are we assuming Jonathan Taylor plays here? Yes. Okay. Boy, oh boy. Am I crazy to say that I've seen more highlight rushes out of Cordell Patterson than Jonathan Taylor this year? No, because you definitely have. Because Jonathan Taylor's had one good game this entire fantasy season. And it was the first week. I'm going to go ahead and say Jonathan Taylor. Wow, John. Yeah, the Raiders are so bad. The Raiders are so bad. So if Jonathan Taylor plays, he will have touchdown galore. I would expect two touchdowns. And I'd be crazy to say I'm predicting a a good Jonathan Taylor game. That's just, that's just gonna, that might just happen. That's not something I can just predict and have any type of like stats behind it. But because he's playing the Raiders and Maybe we've seen all these press conferences of the Colts management, and it's fucking hilarious, by the way. But, like, Jeff Saturday just seems like hates analytics type of coach where he's just like, I know football. Bob, you t- spoke about it on yesterday's episode where, like, he was you were actually talking about the Raiders where it's like you don't try and fix what's not broken. And if Josh Jacobs is working for you, then keep handing him the ball. 
Yeah. So I get like those Jeff Saturday vibes where he's just like, give it to Jonathan Taylor. We have a bad quarterback who can't throw the ball. Sorry, Michael Pittman. We're going to hand it off to our best player, and that's Jonathan Taylor when he's healthy. Yeah. So I'm feeling it. I'm feeling the John Taylor vibes here. I like it, dude. And we share the same first name. Okay. Now here's the thing. Does Jonathan Taylor, if he's healthy playing against the Raiders, does he do better than Miles Sanders against the Commanders Monday night in Philly? No, he doesn't. I really like Miles Sanders this year. I don't know about you guys, but he is finally scoring touchdowns. I think he went to Sirianni and he was like, look, dog, I make X amount of more money if I score touchdowns. So I would really like to do that. And Sirianni was like, okay, no, that, that sounds good, dude. Let's give you the ball then. And they're actually feeding, they're feeding Sanders pretty well. He's getting like over 15 touches a game, maybe. No, eh. but much more than actually we were like the most runningest team last year, but there was still someone of a committee this year. That committee is gone. It is really well, strictly dude. Miles Sanders. Looking back on it, the only time he had under 15 touches was week eight against Pittsburgh. When didn't you guys blow them out? Yeah, and... the, pa- the passing game was working so much. That's when A.J. Brown was catching all yeah, of so, No dude, point going to the rushing. I actually – I love Miles Sanders. Is he going to be the RB1? Dude, yeah. the only thing is he's not very involved in the passing game. He's not very involved in the passing game, but he is scoring touchdowns. So he's he's having good weeks. He's having good weeks on the ground on paper, just rushing-wise, but then what's really putting him above that is he is scoring a touchdown. So he's not getting 100 yards, but he's scoring a touchdown, putting him above that 13-point threshold, which I think is more than what Jonathan Taylor's going to do this year. I even think, dude, they have two people in the Colts organization that know the offensive playbook, and it's Matt Ryan and Sam Ellinger. None of the coaches know the playbook. They fired the supposed offensive play caller along with Frank Reich. So, dude, I wouldn't be surprised if Jeff Saturday's out here running, like, wishbone shit because he used to coach high school. That's just his only playbook. He knows wishbone, and he knows, like, those stupid high school plays that you run. So, Statue of Liberty. Yeah. I love so, that. Dude, all-time backyard football play. Oh, yeah, That's dude. All-time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so without diving into I think Miles Sanders for sure. Okay, cool. Love that. Go ahead. What? Let's keep it in that Colt game, Bobby. Miles Sanders, or does Josh Jacobs see a resurgence coming off of a bad week? Or not a bad week, but not a great week. I feel like the Raiders are just going down that hole of what they do every year. There's always like a certain time of year where the Raiders, they're like, oh, this is the year that the Raiders will be good. I just feel like the Raiders are going down that hole of revealing who they truly are, and it's just a mediocre football team. I'm actually going to take surprisingly in the upset here miles sanders over josh jacobs wow because i I don't mind it i just don't have i don't have a lot of confidence that the raiders are gonna start feeding him again maybe they will but i'm not banking on that the eagles have proven that they'll give miles sanders the ball a lot this year and i think he's more likely to get in the end zone he also has a way better matchup the colts defense Although probably not what it was last year isn't that bad. The Redskins, Steve. God damn it. Every week. <laughs> We're never getting sponsored. No. Should I just say something completely outlandish so that I can at least jump on the cancel train? Sure. <laughs> Pussy. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I'm taking Miles Sanders. All so. right. Try me, Bob. <laughs> Bob's not going to get the word out, John. He's like, Miles Sanders. Hey, Austin Eckler. <laughs> um, oh, damn. Let's see. I feel like this will be... Actually, no, this will be interesting. Okay. Are we going <laughs> to... Are we both just thinking the same thing at the same time, Paul? <laughs> My, Miles Sanders or Damian Pierce? Ooh, I thought, okay, okay. I'm going to take, oh, wait, is Damian Pierce coming off of a bye? No, he played last week. He played last week. He had a good game, too, against the Eagles. Yeah, yeah he played. He oh, played yeah, that's right. So I'm taking Damian Pierce here. Just because he gets way more rushing attempts. Granted, Giants defense pretty good, but so were the Eagles. And I think when the Texans, can I say Texans? The Texans. What? I don't know, dude. It, you don't know. The tech. The Texans knew they were going against a good defense, and they stuck with what works, like what gives them the most offensive boom, and that's giving it to Damian Pierce. It's not trying to pass to any of the receivers or, or utilizing Davis Mills whatever his name is, David Mills. So I think they're going to do the same type of game plan against the Giants. They are a good defense this year, but I think they're just going to keep giving it to Damian Pierce. Dude, you look at those snaps. He's had less than 15 snaps or rushing attempts twice this whole entire year, and that was when he wasn't really the RB1 on the team. But once week five rolled around, he has just been getting over 20 touches for most of the week. So Damian Pierce, just on pure volume over Miles Sanders. Okay. That makes Damian Pierce the king of the roster. All right. Let's stick with the rookies. Paul, Damian Pierce, Ken Walker. I feel like we do this every time we get to the running backs. I knew I this was going to happen. I think this is easy. You think it's easy? I do. I do. Look. Ken Walker gets Tampa Bay in Tampa, and Damian Pierce gets the in Germany. In Germany. In, oh my God! In Germany, huh, dude? This is actually tough for me, and I'm curious if it's so easy for you, John. Who would you say? I would say Ken Walker. See, I don't think it's that easy, just because Tom Brady is coming off a divorce. No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> <laughs> the Tampa Bay's run defense, like, is really good. Not as recently, though. What's his name got hurt? Oh, that's right. Levante David? Yeah. And Shaq Barrett. And Shaquille Barrett, yeah. Yep, and Shaquille Barrett. Wow. Okay, I did forget about that. So That's why I think it's easy. Yeah. So, you know what? I am going to agree with you. I have both of these guys in a lot of my leagues. So, I love both of them. I'm starting both of them. I'll go Ken Walker here. I'll dethrone Damian Pierce just because I think, honestly, the Seahawks are just a better coach team. And I think they understand how good Ken Walker is, given what we've seen the past couple of weeks. He's been pretty consistent. And Tampa just right now is not playing good football. Yeah, they beat the Rams by three, but they had to pull it out of their ass. And the Rams aren't that great either, so it's not an impressive win. I'm going to go Ken Walker here. I'm going to make Ken Walker the new guy. All right. So Kenny Walker is the new king of the roster, Paul. Let's get into some of the heavy hitters here. Yeah, so we we do have the superstars coming up, Bob. So Ken Walker in Germany against Tampa or Nick Chubby 
in Miami. Nick Chubb fresh off of a bye, too. Fully, oh, that's dangerous. Fully uh-huh. rested. Fully rested Nick Chubb. Dude, definitely, Nick Chubb has been so good. Definitely he only had eight points against New England, though. Yeah, but that's because Bill Belichick knows how to single out a star. We've been saying that all year, haven't we, John? We're on to you, Billy. <laughs> definitely a better matchup for Chubb. Tough matchup for Walker. I'm going with Chubb. Just fresh off the bye, and he has shown no... No real signs of slowing down at all this year. Feel that? Okay. This, then now we got Nick Chubb or, ooh, this will be a good one. Definitely will be in positive game script, at least for his receiving upside. Nick Chubb or Travis Etienne? I'm going to take Nick Chubb here, dude. I'm going to. I'm going to take Nick Chubb. And I think the bye week is what's speaking to me. I think that's what it is. I think a well-rested Nick Chubb, he is just going to bulldoze through the Miami Dolphins defense. My thought process is like, okay, so Kansas City allowed Derrick Henry to score 21 fantasy points against them in the first half. Mm -hmm. Then they did make some type of adjustment to only get him to score like three points in the second half. Now, my thought process is that the Chiefs just needed to chew the clock and hold on to the ball. So it was like a possession thing. Yeah. So Patty Mahomes was able to control the clock and hold on to the ball more, and that helped him essentially come back and win. So I feel like they're going to maybe use that as like a lesson and be like, we're doing the same exact thing against Travis Etienne. We're not going to let the Jaguars even have the ball. So I'm going to go with a well-rested Nick Chubb on that one. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, they're both definitely I will be in the top 10 this week and probably closer to the top five, I think, as well. Now, since I just mentioned him, Paul, will Nick Chubb, well-rested Nick Chubb, will he do better than Derrick Henry against Denver in Tennessee? Yeah, so I do love Chubbulardo over ETN this week, but Derrick Henry is where I, it gets a little, a little fuzzy for me. And I think I'm going to go Derrick Henry here for the simple fact that he is their best player. Malik Willis has struggled throwing the ball this year. He's a rookie who his arm was already in question. And I just, dude, I know that Denver's defense on paper is like pretty good, but I just think they're just not a well-coached football team. And I think Mike Vrabel's an awesome coach. So I think that he's going to feed the rock to Derrick Henry and he's just going to have, he's going to have a great game. Derrick Henry's one of those guys that you just know He's you could cement in at least like 20 rushing attempts again, and there's really no other running back in the league that you can guarantee 20 rushing attempts, really. Yeah, so I know we've been going over the running backs for a while now. Derrick Henry, Alvin Kamara, Bob. (sighs) Alvin, Alvin Kamara has another, he had a tough matchup this week against the Ravens, but he's had two out of the last three weeks, he's had cake matchups, right? against the Raiders, then the Ravens, and now against the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are a fucking shit show. Oh, wow, this is actually tough for me, even though I feel like it shouldn't be that tough. But he's checked out. I'm sensing an Olave game, dude. I think it's going to be an Olave game against the Steelers. What's an Olave game, though? He hasn't, dude. He's been... seven points. No shot. (laughs) You heard it here first. I like it. We'll come back. We'll come back next week and revisit okay. yeah. John's 
John's Olave prediction, but it could be. He's been good this year. He just really hasn't gotten in the end zone, but not receivers now. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Alvin Kamara here just because the matchup's better. I love like, him. No, that's not why. Biased. <laughs> <laughs> that's not why. But better matchup against the Steelers. Obviously, there's way more receiving upside for Kamara than Derrick Henry. And you're just splitting hairs between these two guys because they're two of the best running backs in the league. But I'm going Kamara by a slight margin. Okay. So, John, Alvin Kamara or – I guess I could ask this one. I know what you're going to say, John, because you also have this player. <laughs> Alvin Kamara or Saquon Barkley? Saquon Barkley. Yeah, exactly. I, uh, Do you guys agree with me? Yeah. Uh, I think it's going to – Saquon's also been another one of those running backs. He's been good this year, but he hasn't had really blow-up games. Dude, like, but he, like, yeah, you're right. I'm just, I'm strictly going off of, this is all. This is also biased. I'm going off of that Eagles, <laughs> game, Eagles game against Pittsburgh. Like, the passing game really just worked for him. The D-line isn't horrible on the Steelers. I mean, they have Cameron Hayward. I wish they had Watt, too, but they don't. But Cameron Hayward has just been playing really well still. Yeah, so Saquon Barkley is just going to steamroll the Texans offense and the game script will probably call for that too. I see the Giants getting an early lead and just letting Saquon do Saquon things and that's bulldoze. All right. Bulldoze with those quads. Paul, will Saquon Barkley score more points than Austin Eckler against San Fran? Yes, Saquon will. And I think he will. Me too. I think he will score more points than Eckler. Eckler's been on fire in the receiving game, but I think this could be a come down to earth. On crack. Dude, the San Francisco 49ers on paper, I think, are the best roster in football. They have elite talent at literally every single position. So I just think Kyle Shanahan is a much better coach. I know I shit on Brandon Staley, and I will never apologize for that because Brandon Staley, if you listen to this, I am not a fan of you. I think you are hot garbage, and you should (laughs) – Go back to just doing whatever you were doing before football. So I think Kyle Shannon and the 49ers are going to absolutely pulverize and embarrass the Chargers on national television. I think that Eckler, I think he's going to have a good day, but I can see Saquon Barkley scoring two or three touchdowns. Crack. Against the, uh, Crack. Dude, the Against this Houston defense, Saquon Barkley is the only offensive X factor on the Giants at this time. It's not out of the realm that he scores two or three touchdowns. He's involved in the passing game. He runs all over him. I can see it. I can totally see it. So I'm going Saquon. He hasn't scored two touchdowns all year. No better time than the present, Bobby. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Even against the Seahawks. Like, just Saquon just hasn't had those, like, he hasn't had, he's only had over 20 points twice this whole year. Austin Eckler has had over 20 points. Let's say one, two, three, four, four, over 30, three times. I don't know. I just don't see it happening. That's fine. I just that's disagree fine. with you. That's fine. Hey, we're, we live in America, don't we? We do. We certainly not, do. Not you, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Supreme Chancellor Bobby. Not in, not in the redraft league. Redraft league is located in... Not- <laughs> All right, Bob. So I basically, so obviously it comes down to Saquon and McCaffrey. But since we're on the topic, let's just throw all three of them in there: Saquon, Eckler, McCaffrey. 
I'm going. I mean, you. I already just voiced what I think. Oh, I think Eckler's going to have a better week than Saquon, and I think McCaffrey's going to be the RB one this week. The Chargers are a nightmare against the run, and contrary to what people were saying after CMC got traded to the Niners, he is a massive addition for that offense. That offense is much better with him, and he's going to have so many more opportunities to get in the end zone and to make plays and. I just see him having an absolute monster week. The Chargers always get shredded against the run. So, CSC over Eckler this week and our king of the roster and our RB1 for week 10. But what do you guys think? Who do you think is going to be the RB1? John, do you really think Saquon's going to be the RB1? I think it's going to be Nick Chubb or Saquon. I think it's going to go CMC, Saquon, Camara. Okay. I don't see Kamara doing it this week. All right, guys. So that makes CMC our king of the roster from the running back position for week 10. Let's move on to quarterbacks now. John, I'm going to start with you. Do you think Kirk Cousins against the Bills will have a better week than Jimmy Garoppolo against the Chargers? Kirk Cousins may be throwing a touchdown pass every single game, but he's not having those three or four touchdown pass games. I'm not saying Jimmy G can do that. That's probably the reason Kirk Cousins is not projected to be like a QB one every year. And he is playing against a Bills defense. And I'll say probably an angry Bills team after the loss last week. So (sighs) is Josh Allen going to play this week? He's dated Yeah, I mean, I don't know. They they might take it easy, and if Josh Allen is not playing, the Vikings are going to probably utilize Dalvin Cook a little bit more. I'm going to take Jimmy G here just because they'll probably be dueling with the Chargers more in the air. If Debo Samuel comes back, then he's got him and Ayuk to throw the ball to, and of course, he's got shysty CMC to do those little check down CMC passes to. (laughs) Um, so check down Jimmy G. So I'm going to take Jimmy G as my king of the roster right now. Paul, let's stay in the division here. Does Jimmy G do better than Geno Smith, the explosive quarterback of the year award, Geno Smith? Yeah, so I I think Jimmy G does have a better game than Geno this week. And for the... For the simple reason, I've talked about it in the running back king of the roster segment, but I think Kenny Walker is going to have a really good day. And I think that Seattle, honestly, dude, I think they can handle the Bucks. I think they can. So I can see Kenny Walker running for 20-plus carries. He's going to be a focal point of that offense. I just don't think Geno's going to throw the ball as much as Jimmy G, especially with McCaffrey's involvement in the pass game as well, which helps Jimmy G. So I'm going to I'm going to keep Jimmy here. And then <clears throat> going on that, Bob. Wait, you're keeping Jimmy G, but you think that Seattle can handle the Bucks? I'm keeping Jimmy G as a quarterback because I think that Seattle can handle the Bucks. Hence, they will be running the ball more. Gotcha. Like, I okay. can see Seattle controlling the game and controlling the time of possession. Is what okay. I, basically what I was going for. All right, Bob. So with that being said, even though this quarterback fantasy-wise has not been doing that great, but he has been – up and down. He's had some really good games. He has some really bad games. You think Jimmy G is going to be better than Jared Goff this week? Jared Goff gets the Bears in Chicago. Oh, 
I'm going to keep the train rolling with Jimmy G here, actually, just because I actually have Jared Goff in one of my other leagues. And like you said, he's had some really big games, but recently the Lions offense has been really shitty. Jared Goff hasn't been what he was earlier in the season. I just think the 49ers offense is more equipped to carry Jimmy G to a better fantasy day than the Lions offense is equipped to carry Jared Goff to a good fantasy day. And like the Chargers are banged up. So I'm taking Jimmy G here and keeping it rolling with him. All right. Jimmy G. Wow. Surprising run here. Wow. Very there's, handsome guy. There's so many quarterbacks that just aren't worth even talking about. Okay. Here's a good one, actually. John, are you taking Jimmy G this week against the Chargers or Danny Dimes against the Texans? Oh. Rushing upside Danny Dimes. Yeah. I am going to take Danny Dimes because you, you said it, Bob, just because of the rushing upside. And Daniel Jones does have a higher ceiling. So you got to go with that. Um, Daniel Jones can reach that 28-30 mark, although he's not going to do it every week, but he can. So we know that's there. We haven't really seen it with Jimmy G. I think the Niners and the Chargers game will be close. I do. So we're going to stick to that. And, of course, again, Houston defense is not good in any way shape or form on the line in the secondary in the middle it's not good so i'll take danny dimes he's gonna he's gonna run for at least one touchdown on sunday paul danny dimes or tua tagovailoa against the browns i'm going Tua here and i don't think it's that difficult i can throw for 300 yards if i have tyree kill and Jalen waddle catching the ball for me if you watch the dolphins game these guys are wide open by 20 yards and the Browns, we've seen them. They're not that great this year. I think that two is going to have a really good day. I'm predicting over 300 yards, at least two touchdowns. So I'm going to. I think it's only safe I, of for the next one, Paul. Do you know what I'm saying? I think just going off of the trade that went down in our Yahoo League, I think. Oh, yeah. Had- no, I had, I we were going to talk about him regardless because yeah, yeah, yeah. I personally love this guy that I'm about to bring up. And before I even say his name, you know who the QB2 of the last month is? The last month, the last four games, you know who the QB2 is? Justin Fields. Yep. So, with that being said, Bobby, Justin Fields or Tua Tagle of Tag Tua as king of the roster so far. I know I said earlier that I'm not a big fan, or I'm not sold on Justin Fields yet, and I'm still not. But he's going up against that joke of a fucking defense in the Detroit Lions. And the rushing upside, obviously, is huge. So I'm taking the rushing upside there and just the fact that he's going against probably the league's worst defense, even though I think Tua will have a good game. Justin Fields will surpass him. So Justin Fields, king of the roster. and. I'm going to go now with a guy that we skipped over. But, again, another guy that I want to talk about a little bit just because he's had a pretty mediocre year, and for his standards at least, and that is Justin Herbert. So, John, are you taking Justin Fields or Justin Herbert? Justin Fields is projected like pretty convincingly higher than Herbert. Oh, man. Yeah, it's tough, right? Or it's just, I don't think it's tough at all. It's probably, yeah. Herbert's I'm, going against the Niners, bro. Yeah, I know. 
and stuff. Like, what if this is like a type of game where they're like, hey, Herbert, we need you to win us this game. And he just dials in and just like, you know, I'm not going to say he shreds the Niners, but like he throws the ball a lot. Now, granted, he doesn't really have many receiving options. But you know what? That that changes my mind. I'm going to take Justin Fields with the rushing upside against the Swiss cheese Detroit Lions. If you are a Justin Fields owner and a Justin Herbert owner, I know it's going to be hard. And the right move on paper is to go with Herbert just because no, of like, experience. Dude, it would drive me crazy. It was half driving me crazy when I owned Tua and Justin Fields. When I started to see Justin Fields like come around, I'm like, oof, man. like, Brother, you don't leave the table when you have a hot hand. All right, fair enough. Justin Fields, king of the roster. Now, speaking of rushing upside, does Justin Fields do better than Kyler Murray, Paul, who is on your Week 10 DFS team? Yeah, so Justin Fields does better than Kyler Murray this year, this week, and I am, like, very confident in that. Like we talked about before, he's going up against the Lions. He has been running all over the field. And his arm talent is there. He's got the arm talent. He gets another week with Chase Claypool. He has Darnell Mooney. It's just another weapon. I can. I think the Lions just fired their defensive backs coach. Like the Lions have fired some people too. Oh, no. Not the defensive backs coach. I know. So they're in disarray. I don't know what he was doing before. I could have done that job. But <laughs> Yeah, they're like, no, dude, I'm- you're not doing anything. I know. So I'm sticking with the hot hand. If Justin Fields put up 40-plus points last week, and he's put up – now here, Here's the concerning thing. What happens when you can contain Justin Fields? Because he threw for 123 yards last week. That's so what I'm saying, John. You can, that's what concerns me is it wasn't like right. a mixture where it was like 250 and 100. Like I would almost prefer that. But 123 and – what did he do, 250 <laughs> or something? Rushing he yards. ran 174. He ran for 178. Yeah, so it is his arm talent is concerning to me. I'll disagree with you on that. His don't get me wrong, rushing quarterbacks are key in fantasy. It doesn't matter how you score points in fantasy. So because we're talking about fantasy and like a redraft league for week ten specifically, I do agree that Justin Fields will do better than Kyler Murray, but Kyler Murray's arm talent is way better than Justin Fields. Oh no, I don't think not, I'm not doubting that at all. I think Kyler Murray definitely throws a better football than Justin Fields. But Justin Fields gets the Detroit Lions. And I yeah, think right. if we're talking about this week alone, I like Fields. I like Fields better than Kyler Murray, and right. I also just hate Kyler Murray. So take that as you will as well. He's cool. a very, he's a very hateable guy. Honestly, he is. He's super easy to hate. But let's move on to a guy who is very hard to hate. Oh. I think we all love him. I know. The only done. bad thing about him is his brother. Yeah, and his dog. And that's Patrick Mahomes. So Bobby. Justin Fields or Patrick Mahomes? Wait, stop, Paul. What's wrong with his brother? <laughs> uh, he's just a TikTok dancer that Damn. threw Damn. water on Ravens fans when we beat them on Sunday night, and I think he's just a <laughs> pussy. <laughs> Wait, did he really do the? He poured. Oh, bro, the, you didn't see the video went viral. So, like, we yeah. beat them at home. Like, the Chiefs came to Baltimore, and we beat them at home on a Sunday night. I was at that game. I was wasted. It was awesome. And these Ravens fans were in front of the box that Mahomes' brother was in. And they, like, turn around and be like, do your TikTok dance now, stupid. Do your TikTok dance now. Like, making fun of them. And Jackson Mahomes took water and shot it all over them, and they got it on video. Um. And... 
Yeah, so he's just a loser. Throwing food or drink at a sporting event is like, that's like the equivalent to spitting on someone. Like, it's just the easiest thing to do. There's no, like, balls that you need to do it. And you can do it from a range. Like, it is so fucked up. That's why I got kicked out of the Eagles game three weeks ago because someone (laughs) was throwing beer. And uh, taught that grown man a lesson. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Yeah, but Bob, we do love Patrick Mahomes. He's class act. Good. Great quarterback. Justin Fields or Patrick Mahomes for you, Bob Rito. Paul, come on. I got it in my DFS lineup this week. You really think I'm going to choose anyone over him? It's just not going to happen this week. And he has a good matchup against the Jags. He's fucking Patrick Mahomes. That's really all that needs to be said. I think Justin Fields will have a very good game this week. I don't foresee him running for almost 200 yards again. And like John said, his throwing still leaves a lot to be desired. So if that massive rush upside isn't there this week then you know it's Patrick Mahomes easy yep so Patrick Mahomes and this will be a fun one actually let's just we're gonna hop over Josh Allen I guess for the time being I want this to be the matchup to like wrap bring it all together John this is for you Patrick Mahomes or your boy Jalen Hurts against the Commanders this week? I'm going to pick Jalen Hurts. Oh. And I'll be honest, 15 seconds ago, because I knew we were probably going to skip over Josh Allen because I really don't think he's going to play, although Sleeper thinks he does. I was going to pick Patrick Mahomes. I think that he is just hes so hot right now, and I think he's really starting to gel with the offense with Juju, and I know this doesn't make the biggest difference, but they do have Kadarius Tony now, which might be helping out with helping Travis Kelsey get even more open and Juju even more open. So I was thinking Patrick Mahomes, but dude, Jalen Hurts, he shines under the spotlight, and you put him Monday night in the Eagle Stadium, I think Jalen Hurts is just going to go bonkers, and the Washington defense is really bad, especially against the pass. So I think all the receivers on the Eagles could have blow-up weeks, even Devontae Smith. I think we're just going to absolutely shred the commanders. So I'm going to go with Jalen Hurts. I'd like to hear what your guys' opinions are because it will be close. But I just like Jalen Hurts against the commanders in primetime football at home, dude. It's going to be great. Yeah, I. Oh, it's really tough. It's really tough. But I'm, I would still pick Mahomes by a slim margin just because I think he has just looking at their game stats. Patrick Mahomes has those like crazy games where, you know, 35, 30, 33. Jalen Hurts has them too, but I think the Eagles run the ball a lot more. If a couple of those touchdowns get vultured, then probably won't have as good of a week as Mahomes. Yeah. But very close. Very close. Can't go wrong either way, obviously. Yeah. I like Mahomes here, but the only thing that scares me is because it's the Jaguars and the Raiders were up 21 nothing on them. I can see the Chiefs going up 21 nothing on the Jaguars and not letting off the gas. And then it becomes a Clyde Edwards Solaire, Isaiah Pacheco. It becomes a running game. Yeah. That's the only thing that concerns me. But I, I like Mahomes to be the QB1 here. All right, so that makes Pat Mahomes our king of the roster from the quarterback position. No, Jalen Hurts. John went Jalen Hurts. 
Oh, okay. Damn. The benefit of going last. Yep, yep. Jalen Hurts, our king of the roster. My mistake for week 10. It's a good choice, though. Gotta love Jalen Hurts this year. All right, so that makes Jalen Hurts our king of the roster for week 10. We're moving on to the wide receiver position now. Before we get started, though, we're going a little deeper in the receiver position here. Usually we go top 24 players, but we're going down at probably to, like, what, outside the top 30 for receivers. It's just a deeper position, and we know a lot of our listeners probably have a lot of hard decisions to make with some of these guys starting, so we didn't want to just do all the top guys because everyone knows those guys are going to be in lineups. These guys are going to be, like, more of your, like, flexes, borderline starts, those types of players. So, yeah, kind of grouping in, like, the what's in the flex to yep. with this segment, too. <laughs> Exactly. So, you know, it's, we're going to give our listeners a little bit of help here if you're trying to figure out who to put in your flex. Yep. What's in the flex, but <laughs> let's get started. All right, John, are you going Brandon Ayuk against the Chargers or DJ Moore against the Falcons? Ooh, I'm going to go against Brandon Ayuk against the Chargers here. DJ Moore did have that big game. Oh, he had that big game against the Falcons two weeks ago. All right, so this can go one of two ways. Either DJ Moore just owns the Falcons and he's going to do it again, or the Falcons are going to learn from it and try and shut down DJ Moore. Now, is Baker Mayfield going to be the quarterback? Probably. All right, then I'm definitely going Brandon Ayuk because when Baker Mayfield was the quarterback, DJ Moore was not doing that well. So I'm going to go Brandon Ayuk against the Chargers. Like I said before, when we were going over quarterbacks. I do think it's going to be a close game. I think that they're going to really rely on Justin Herbert to throw the ball here. And of course, having CMC in the backfield opens up the receivers. It keeps the defense honest. So I can see Ayuk having a couple big plays and scoring more points than DJ Moore. Brandon Ayuk or Scary Terry against the Eagles in Philly. Paul. This is actually pretty easy for me. I'm going Brandon Ayuk. I love Brandon Ayuk. Debo's not 100% healthy. The Niners are just steamrolling teams. They're elite at every level. Jimmy G does like Brandon Ayuk a lot. Terry's going to get a lot of Darius Slay and a lot of who the other guy is who's really good. Bradbury. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So no matter where Terry lines up, it's not looking good for him. I'm going Brandon Ayuk here. All right, Bob. So boomer bus guy here. And the quarterback position is in question. We hope that Josh Allen plays, but we're not sure. So, Bob, Brandon Ayuk or Gabe Davis? Another easy one. I'm going Brandon Ayuk. Gabe Davis, although he's had some big games this year, boomer bust, like you said. Brandon Ayuk's been way more consistent. He's actually been better than Debo this year because he's been on the field more. Seems to be developing that rapport well with Jimmy Garoppolo, so I'm going Brandon Ayuk. So, Brandon Ayuk on a nice run here. John, we're going to go. I know you love this guy. Brandon Ayuk or Deontay Johnson? Oh, Brandon Ayuk, dude. Brandon (laughs) Ayuk is going to take the role there as king of the roster. Again, Deontay Johnson getting tons of targets. And I haven't really seen Ayuk's target share. If anyone has it, feel free to shout it out. But It's been really good. He's got like 29 targets in three games. But here's the thing, dude, Deontay Johnson, he like averages double digit targets a game and he's still not making it happen. So you no, know he has the highest target percentage per game, but the lowest yards per target in the league. 
Dude, exactly. And he doesn't have any touchdowns yet, Deontay Johnson. I'm taking Ayuk here, and it's crazy. Like, in the first half of the season, I was in denial with Deontay Johnson because of that volume. And that does come into play in the beginning of the fantasy season. You're like, okay, at least this guy is, like, relevant in the offense. I want to stick to him. But after a while, you have to just be like, dude, why are they still passing him the ball? He's not doing anything. So I've really lowered my expectations for Deontay Johnson. Of course, now this is going to be the week he goes off. I am starting Deontay Johnson in my flex, but if I had Ayuk and Deontay Johnson on my team, I would throw Ayuk in the flex for sure. Ayuk, dude, he is the 32nd projected wide receiver, and right now we're projecting him to at least break wide receiver two level, or at least close to it. So will Brandon Ayuk score more points than Jerry Judy in Tennessee? Yeah, I think he will. This is another relatively easy one for me. The only guy on the Broncos that seems to have any kind of rapport with Russell Wilson is Greg Dulich, the tight end. Oh, yeah, true. Judy's been getting the ball from not Russell Wilson recently, right? Judy had 18 points and 16 (laughs) points in the last couple weeks, which is good. Which is good. Was that with Russ, though? Yeah, I think he was playing, right? Okay. Judy's caught a couple bombs from Russ this year. Judy's been solid the past two weeks, but he's very inconsistent. It's very iffy, and he Mm -hmm. was actually a trade. He was on the trade block this year. I know the Ravens were interested in him. So I just think, again, if you told me that there was a 100% healthy Debo on the field, I might be swayed otherwise. But Debo's been practicing in limited fashion. The Niners are rolling. I think Ayuk's the number one guy right now. So with that being said, Bobby, Christian Kirk against the Chiefs or Brandon Ayuk? Oh, this now gets a little... All of these were pretty, up until this point, were easy. Now it gets a little tough because I like Brandon Ayuk as an individual receiver more than I like Christian Kirk, but more mouths to feed on San Francisco as opposed to Jacksonville. I'm actually going to go Christian Kirk here because, as I said on my DFS video this week, I think the game script is going to work in favor of the Jaguars' passing game. And I think Christian Kirk's going to be one of the biggest beneficiaries of it. He's the number one receiver for the time being on the Jaguars. So I look for Christian Kirk to outscore Brandon Ayuk and get some, maybe a garbage time touchdown and rack up some yards in garbage time because they'll definitely be down to the Chiefs. So Christian Kirk dethroning Brandon Ayuk. He had a good run. He did. Now, John, I think I'm going to give you a little difficult one here. The current number one receiver on the Chargers, Josh Palmer against the Niners, or Christian Kirk against the Chiefs? I'm going to go with Christian Kirk. The Kansas City defense secondary is not as good as the Niners. The problem is that the quarterback... (laughs) on the Chargers is a lot better than the quarterback on the Jaguars. So that's what makes it tough, and that is why they're projected to be so close. The projection is one yard better, but I'm going to stick with it. I think Christian Kirk will have a bigger game than Josh Palmer here. Okay. All right. It kind of contradicts everything I've been saying, but, yeah, I'll just stick with Christian Kirk here. Because the game script's going to really be calling for that. Like, I can see if the Chargers really need to rely on Eckler. Like, that makes sense 
where they start to work away from Palmer. But I can see the Jags being down and that it's going to call for them to be throwing the ball through the air, which means Kirk's going to get some balls thrown his way. All right. Will Christian Kirk do better than Devontae Smith this week, Paul? I'm going to go with no. So this is the flyer. That is the flyer. Yeah. There's no recent stats for me to pull up on Devontae Smith for me to like. We don't do stats here. Yeah. But I just think Devontae Smith is he's due for a blow up game. He's due for a big game. He's a first round draft pick. Jalen Hurts and him get along. They're both Bama guys for a little bit anyway until Jalen transferred. But if there's a not that Devontae Smith needs a get right game, but if there is a get right game on the schedule for the Eagles. It's this week against the division opponent, the Commanders, for them to solidify themselves as top dogs in the NFC East. I know they're already top dogs, but for them to really make a statement. So not based on really any information that I can give, but I'm just going Devontae Smith. I think he might catch a big bomb. I think he might get heavily involved. Let's just see if it happens. Even after he said he doesn't give a fuck about your fantasy team? I know he doesn't give a shit, but I think it's two negatives create a positive so if him not like caring that. about my fantasy team that's just him also like in a crazy way saying i do care about your fantasy team and i'm going to go absolutely nuts this week all right i like it paul Bobby i like Smith, it. our new king of the roster <clears throat> so i want to mention these two guys but they're kind of play each other out so i actually want to talk about the guy right in front of them bob if you're catching my drift right here i'm not so <laughs> DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett are pretty much locked into the same projected score. Okay. So if you were to take, I'll give you the option, Devontae Smith, or if you had to pick one of these two Seahawk pass catchers to eclipse him, would you do that? Yeah, that's easy for me. Devontae Smith, like you said, it's just a dart throw at this point. There's nothing that you're going to be able to say or stat you're going to be able to bring up or anything that you're going to be able to bring up that will make you lead you to believe that Devontae Smith will have a better game than these guys because it's just been hit or miss the whole year. And the Seahawks receivers have been pretty consistent this year. So I'm taking either one of those guys over Devontae Smith. That's easy for me. Me too. So I'm going to actually break off the pairing of Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, and I'm going to take I'm going to take Metcalf here, and I'm not even going to say this one. This one's too, that one's way too easy. Or actually, no, I'm going to keep the pairing together. John, do you think I like this? Who's yeah. going to Who's going to perform better this week, DK Metcalf or Tyler Lockett? That's good. History this year shows Tyler Lockett is going to do better. He seems to just be finding the end zone more. It's funny when DK Metcalf was first coming into the league, Tyler Lockett was wildly inconsistent when Metcalf was joining the Seahawks. It seemed like Russell Wilson really liked Metcalf in the red zone. So a year or two ago, I'd be saying Metcalf every single week. But I'm going to go with Ty Lockett here. I think in order to beat the Bucks, you got to have a couple... Hail Marys, and I mean that theoretically, not realistically. Like, they're going to have to put up some prayers and toss it to Lockett on the deep ball, and that's going to be his success. So I see Lockett getting a couple big plays in, which would help him score more than DK Metcalf. But will Tyler Lockett score more points than Chris Olave? Yeah, so I... 
I'm a big Chris Olave guy. I tried to draft him in all of my leagues this year. Even with Andy Dalton, who is check down Dalton. Check down. But check down. Check down. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I still love Olave against this Pittsburgh Steelers team. The only thing that scares me, honestly, is Pittsburgh's coming off a bye, and Mike Tomlin is such a great coach. And we've been battling him for years in the division, and he's so good off the bye, and he's just such a he, he's just such a great head coach where I can see him giving the Saints some fits and making it a decent game. But even with that argument, it just leads to Chris Olave having a better game because it's going to be a tough game. They're going to be throwing the ball. So I'm going to go Chris Olave here. I really like Chris Olave, the talent. So I'm going him. Okay. Love it. It's a Chris Olave week, dude. I'm telling you guys. John's predicted 27 points in earlier in the episode. So that's a top five receiver, if you ask me. All right, Bobby. So Chris Olave against the Pittsburgh Steelers or wait, Mike Evans is questionable. Why? He's always questionable. Every single week he's questionable for the last five years. All right, Bob. So Chris Olave or Mike Evans? Oh, wow. We got another wide receiver duo projected to be like right around the same score. I know. It's crazy. Who came Metcalf and Ty Lockett or Mike Evans versus Chris Godwin? Oh, I feel like I, I didn't mean to switch it up there, but that's interesting. Dude, Godwin, look, he sucks this year. I know. Yeah. It's check it's down like Godwin. Dante Johnson, dude. He had so much volume. and It's check down Godwin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. They're not letting him run, bro. It's green pass Godwin. His stat line last week was absurd. I'll, we'll look it up later. But Chris Olave or Mike Evans, my, my head tells me that it's got to be Mike Evans because he's the number one receiver on a Tom Brady-led offense. But, uh, no, I'm going – I can't do it. I'm going Evans. I'm going Evans. Seattle defense isn't anything to write home about. I'm banking on at least an Evans touchdown to eclipse Chris Olave this week. Hopefully it doesn't fall through his hands, though, when he does get the opportunity like oh. it did. Dude, so, I really wish Olave stayed in there. So Mike Evans, our current king of the roster. This will be – wow, some of these are – let's just take a minute to – or take a second. I just want to say Keenan Allen just needs to be thrown off this list. The dude's probably not going to yeah. play here. I'm Can tired. Of stop so, teasing us, dude? I'm so tired of it. It's like when they put James Conner in the top 12. It's, yeah. This is not 2021 anymore. Get over it. Yep, I'm tired of it. So I'm going to go with a guy that we skipped over, actually, and who's making his return to the lineup this week because he is practicing, and it looks like he's going to be ready to play this week. John, are you going Mike Evans against the Seahawks or Debo Samuel against the Chargers? I'll go Chris Olave. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mike Evans or Debo Samuel. I'm going to go with Mike Evans here because he seems to be getting the more like favorable passes thrown his way from Tom Brady. He's definitely not screen pass Evans. He's definitely deep ball Evans and has much better yards after the catch than Godwin does. And it does seem like Jimmy G is favoring Ayuk just a little bit more than Debo Samuel. Don't get me wrong, Debo Samuel is deadly. I'm sure he'll play a relevant role against the Chargers on Sunday night. But I'll take Mike Evans here to find the end zone, either more or equivalent to Debo. Just he'll get a little more yards than Debo. I'll stick with the sleeper projections here. I like that. Now, this guy had a rough outing last week. 
We thought he was going to explode now that the tight end is no longer on the team. Does it happen this week, Paul? Does nope. Mike Evans score more points than Amon Ra St. Brown? He does not, John. He does what? not. I think that Mike Evans has a better game oh. than Amon Ra. Oh. Okay, so you agree. I agree. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I'm, yeah, I think Mike Evans is going to have a better game than Amon Ra St. Brown. Okay. And this is one of the things is Amon Ra was absolutely, dude, he was incredible to watch in the first two weeks. And then second or third week he got hurt. Then we haven't seen him. They had the bye. He came back against the Dolphins. Not nah, it hasn't been the same. I'm going with the consistent thousand yard receiver in Mike Evans, who is he's done it. It's proven. I need one big game from Amon Ross St. Brown before I confidently say he's back. He's here. So I'm going to keep Mike Evans up there. Interesting. I think I I like Amon Ra's matchup against the Bears a little bit more than Evans against the Seahawks. This could very well be his coming out party or like his grand reopening rather. Yeah. It very well could be that, but it gunned to my head. If you ask me, Mike Evans or Amon Ra this week. That's risky, dude. They're only separated by one point. I know. (laughs) I know. You might die. I might. (laughs) All right. But I've lived a good life. Yeah. Truth. Truth. I have it. All right, Bobby. So this is a receiver who gets a pretty tough matchup, but he does have his quarterback back and looking fully healthy. So are you going Mike Evans or CD Lamb against the Packers in Green Bay? Mm. Tough matchup indeed, Paul. Going up against Jari Alexander for CD Lamb. CD Lamb hasn't been. Another receiver that, like, he's been good, but he hasn't been that impressive, especially with Dak at quarterback. He was really good with Cooper Rush for a few games. It's been okay when Dak's been under center. I'm going C.D. Lamb here just because I trust the Cowboys' offense more than I trust the Bucks' defense currently. And I think the Cowboys will be able to run the ball against the Packers because a lot of teams have run the ball against the Packers this year and that'll open up the pass game. So I expect CD lamb to have a better game than Mike Evans and the bucks can't run the ball for shit. So they're not opening up anything. Music to my ears, baby. But are you going CD lamb against the Packers or Jalen Waddle against the Browns? Oh, I'm going Jalen Waddle against the Browns, dude. He is just so explosive with Tua. And I just don't think, like, Dak Prescott is that good. I'm going to take the quarterbacks here, basically. Tua is better than Dak. And Waddle is just much more of a threat to defenses. You think Tua is better than Dak in reality? Yes, I do. Especially this year. This year, I could get Tua is just dominating the passing game. And so I'm going to take Jalen Waddle here. That's actually really easy for me. Too. Also, the Dolphins probably aren't going to rely much on the running game where the Cowboys like to mix and mingle with that. Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill are just going to have absolutely amazing weeks again against the Browns. They're both going to do well. So, will Jalen Waddle score more points than DeAndre Hopkins, Paul? Give me two seconds. No, he will not. I think, <laughs> or no. Jalen Waddle will score more than DeAndre Hopkins. I'm sorry, I keep messing it up. Yeah, agree with that, too. Jalen Waddle will score more than D-Hop. And the only reason I think that is because against the weak Seahawks defense at corner, 
D-Hop only put up 13.6 points, which is and, nothing bad. And he would have scored seven if he didn't get that last-minute touchdown. Or it might not have been last minute, but it was towards the end of the game where D-Hop scored. So he was didn't get that much volume, and he just got yeah. that touchdown to put him in double digits. Yeah, so I think everybody who's playing the Cardinals watched the first couple games with D-Hop being back, and they were like, oh, Kyler's only looking at D-Hop. Let's mm-hmm. throw everything we have at him. So D-Hop does get the Rams, who even though they have been disappointing, they still have a very competent head coach in Sean McVay, who has played Arizona twice a year for the past couple of years. He knows them pretty well. Divisional games are always kind of weird and tough. So I'm going Jalen Waddle here just because Jalen Waddle is literally a home run threat every single play, every single snap he's on the field. So I'm going him. And then so Bob – we're getting to the cream of the crop here. We are. Creme de la creme. Yes. Creme so, fresh. Bob, Jalen Waddle or A.J. Brown against the Commandos? The matchup is obviously better with A.J. Brown. That goes without saying. I'm actually going to go Jalen Waddle here, though, because my guy. Because A.J. Brown, even though he is so elite, easy wide receiver one every week, he is one of those receivers that needs a really explosive play to make his fantasy day, like, huge. Whereas Jalen Waddle, like, A.J. Brown's typical line is usually, like, four receptions for 89 yards and, like, a touchdown. Like, that's his typical line. Jalen Waddle, I think, is more capable of racking up a lot of catches and putting up more points consistently than A.J. Brown is, in my opinion. And he has Tua throwing to him, who I trust more than Jalen Hurts. So I'm going Jalen Waddle here. What? <laughs> I agree with it, actually. I agree with it. John, I saw you nod your head, so don't even. <laughs> week per I week. I was nodding my head until you said that. Week what? per week, I'm taking Jalen Waddle over A.J. Brown every week. Wait, what did I? What did you not agree with, John, that I said? That you think t- you're more confident in Tua than Jalen Hurts. Are you kidding me? If Dude. anything, they're equal, but. No, far from. As a passer, you'd rather have Jalen Hurts as a passer than Tua. Yeah. You're fucking insane. You're a homer, brother. You're a homer. And that's no shame in that. There's no shame in that, John. Yeah, that's fine. I've been defending Lamar for years. Years. If you're talking strictly as a passer, I would have Tua every single day of the week than Jalen Hurts. Every single day. Fine. (laughs) (laughs) Eagles fans, you just can never, you just can't see reality ever, can you? Nope. MV3, MV3. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Jalen Waddle, our current king of the roster, moving even more into the crop now. John, are you taking Jalen Waddle against the Browns or Justin Jefferson against Buffalo? How the hell is Jefferson... Oh, my God. I can't believe this. You guys are going to kill me. You're taking Waddle, aren't you? I am taking Waddle. <laughs> I'm not – I don't hate This it. week. This week. They're playing the Browns, dude. I, they're going to dominate the Browns. And, yeah, dude, the Bills are angry. I think they're going to buckle down on defense. And I'm not saying, like, Jefferson's going to suck. He might still have a 20-point game. But I'm seeing, like, a very high-point game out of both – Dolphins wide receivers this week. So I'm taking Waddle over Jefferson. Dude, they're only projected a two-point difference. I'm not that crazy to think that. No, no I, 
I would probably take Jefferson, but I could definitely see Waddle having more points. So Waddle's going on a little bit of a run here. Let's get right down to it. Does Jalen Waddle score more points than Devontae Adams? Yes, he does, buddy. Yes, he does. Ooh. And I knew you were going to name him, and I know that Devontae's coming off of a huge game. But for the first time in Devontae's career, we have seen a bit of a floor for him. We've seen a at least a 10-point floor. Christ, he only scored one point against the Saints. Yeah, Derek Carr can flop. Derek Carr can absolutely flop. I think they were winning when they were giving Josh Jacobs the ball, so they might have to put – I know that they signed Devontae, and he's this big flash of a signing and all this, but – it wouldn't surprise me if Josh McDaniels goes, what did we do in New England when we won? We ran the ball. We had Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi, whatever. When he was with Bill, they were running the ball all the time. They've had success with Josh Jacobs. I can see them running all over the Indianapolis Colts, who are just have escalated to the biggest train wreck of an organization in the NFL with what's been going on there. So just this week, I'm going Jalen Waddle over Devontae. I usually wouldn't say that. But for this week, I'm going Jalen over Devontae. Wow, dude. He's making a run. He's making a run. So here's where it gets really dicey, and a lot of it has to do with will superstar Josh Allen play? And if he does play, how much are they willing to risk or re-risk an injury to his arm? But we have to say his name. He's a star. Stephon Diggs, Bobby. Or Jalen Waddle. Yeah, the Josh Allen injury completely throws a wrench into all of this. So we, but we're just going to assume Josh Allen's healthy just for the sake of this segment and the episode. Although, I, dude, I'm feeling Jalen Waddle, man. Dude, I'm feeling him. Is it a Waddle week? Come on, guys. I'm feeling it. I think, I, feel like even if Josh Allen does play, this may be the one week of the year if his injury's not too bad, that they actually lean on the running game a little bit. Just a little bit. Maybe Devin Singletary gets like 12 to 15 carries for the first time all year, something like that. They run the ball a little bit more to protect Allen's elbow. I don't see a massive game out of Diggs. So, yeah, I'm going Jalen Waddle this week. Also, let's not forget, say Josh Allen does play, you're running a risk that he gets hurt, benched at halftime, and Diggs' ceiling is capped at that exact moment. So, Who's their backup quarterback? Dude, nobody knows. Even the Bills don't know. They're trying to figure it out right now. (laughs) Dude, Stephon Diggs might be the backup quarterback. Hold on, wait. I'm I'm actually getting a call from the Buffalo Bills. Oh, you need me to play backup quarterback this week? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think Sleeper actually tells you. It's literally Case Keenum. It's Case Keenum, yeah. Oh, God. (laughs) Who actually has chemistry with Stephon Diggs from the Minneapolis Miracle. Yes. Oh. That's true. Didn't Stephon Diggs leave Minnesota because he was pissed off about how Keenum and Kirk Cousins were throwing him the ball, though? Maybe. Maybe there's some animosity there. To be honest, he's a wide receiver. He just wanted to go where the money went and where he would get the ball more. Let's start a rumor. Stephon Diggs hates Case Keenum. <laughs> Tell everybody. <laughs> All right. So now we're getting up into the top three. So we're basically saying Jalen Waddle is going to be a top three wide receiver this week. So Jalen Waddle against the Browns or Cooper Cup with a 
potentially injured Matt Stafford this week. He is in concussion protocol, so that's something to keep an eye on. So Cooper Cup against Arizona or Jalen Waddle against the Browns. This is where I'm going to draw the line. Cooper Cup will score more points than Jalen Waddle. I know Matt Stafford is in concussion protocol, but that dude plays through pain. And although Matt Stafford is having a below-average year in quarterback, he still finds a way to get Cooper Cup the ball. It's kind of how I would compare the Derek Carr to Devontae Adams situation. Bad quarterback, top-tier wide receiver. So I'll go Cooper Cup against the Cardinals. Yeah, Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup is going to dominate. Are you guys upset? No. no. Because no. it would have been sick if we had Jalen Waller or Tyree Kill. Yeah, it would have been good just for the episode. Yeah. Okay, so, Paul, you can finish this one off, buddy. Does Cooper Cup outscore Tyreek Hill? So, I'm kind of torn here because I have Cooper Cup in Dynasty, and I have Tyreek Hill in my other big money league that's not our redraft league. That's so, okay. this is a – this is a I can't lose here. I can't lose. These guys are both going to finish in the top five, at least, unless anything crazy happens. But I'm going to keep Cooper Cup as the king of the roster. I think that he's going to have a better day than Tyreek Hill. And for the simple reason is that Cooper Cup is the only L.A. Ram player that has been doing anything on the offensive side of the ball where Tyreek Hill, if Jalen Waddle does have a blow-up game where he's getting open, he's doing this, like they're going to give him they're going to give him the ball. So I love Tyreek Hill. He's a target monster. Tyreek Hill will finish in the top five. He's incredible. He's been incredible. He's on pace for a record year. But I think for this week against a Arizona Cardinals defense that ranks 32nd in sacks, so Stafford will probably have a clean pocket for maybe the first time in this season, I think that he gets plenty of time to give Cooper Cup the ball in space where he likes it, and Cooper Cup's going to go absolutely nuts. Did the Rams already play the Cardinals? They have not, I don't think. Let's yeah. see. Oh, yeah, they did. He scored 16 points against them. Cooper Cup oh. is figuring out a way to get through on that. Oh, so All yeah. The, so the Cardinals were more healthy that year, too. Can we do a hashtag revenge game for Cooper yeah, Cup? Totally. And also, I think even though we both think that, or we, I think we all agree that Waddle and Tyreek Hill will ha- both have monster games, I think if we're predicting Waddle will be a top three, chances that Tyreek Hill is too, I don't know. I mean, I can tell Tyreek Hill being... It happened what? once earlier in the year. Oh, were, yeah, you're right. It did. I'm silly. It against I'm silly my Ravens. So we'll see. But Cooper, that makes Cooper Cup our king of the roster for Week 10. Like you said, Paul can't go wrong with Tyreek Hill. Or Cooper Cup. So that makes CMC our king of the roster from the running back position for week 10. That makes Jalen Hurts our king of the roster for week 10 from the quarterback position. And Cooper Cup is our king of the roster from the wide receiver position. Any Anything else you guys want to say before we wrap it up? Mark Andrews is on bye, so Travis Kelsey is a tight end one. <laughs> yeah, tight end king of the roster. Yeah, uh, there you go. Look um, out for I- Dalton Schultz, too. Boo. No. <laughs> um, I, I got one for you guys. Out of the three best duos in the league for wide receiver, who has more total yards? Tyreek Hill and Waddle. I already know this. It's Waddle and Hill. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay that was bad. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> You're both like top five in yards. Who has more yards in duos? DK Metcalf and Lockett or Godwin and Evans? God, that's easy too. Okay, that's sorry. Easy. I'm just, I'll, I'll cut easy. this out. <laughs> yeah, all right, guys. We'll be back next week for 
our DFS draft for week 11. And thanks, as always, for listening. We are on Apple and Spotify, the iTest, the Fantasy Football Podcast. We are on TikTok, the iTest Pod One. We are on Instagram, the iTest Pod. And we are on YouTube as well. So look for us on all those platforms, and we will see you guys next week. Peace. Later, guys. Wait, John, but on the action, is it Metcalf and Locke who have more yards? Yeah. Bad I didn't know that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's what I was. They do? Metcalf and Lockett have to have more yards. Yeah, 100%. Oh, then Godwin and Evans. Okay, okay. I was like, wait a second, am I stupid? No. That's a great outro right there. And we fade, and we fade. (laughs) Yeah.